Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Game of Your Life, a podcast about video games. This week, I'm live in Freddie Quinn's studio. Freddie, thanks for having me. Hi. How, how are you? How's your, day? How's your day? I never know how to start a podcast. It's like weird, it. isn't it, at the beginning? Because yeah. you're like, hi, uh, listeners that are listening in the future. And then also, hi, you, who is next to me now. Mm, well, and like the pro wrestling fan of me always has this carnival barker, like intro vibe where I'm like, hey, welcome to the show. And then I don't have anything, any of that energy to back up really? the rest of it. So. Oh, okay. I'm not really a wrestling fan, so that came and went right over my head. Oh, really? Well, just imagine the carnival. The guy outside, like, trying to get people in the door. You know, like a comedy Oh, show. welcome one and all. <laughs> yeah. Welcome boys and gals. Yeah, to me, that's performance. That's oh, really? Like, yeah, that's what I think of. But, uh, yeah, thanks for doing the show. I, I know sometimes, like, there's less video game-involved people that I still want to do the pod, so I'm like, if you can rack your brain for anything, that would yeah, be perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I used to play video games uh, when I was younger, and then when I was older, I, I don't think I grew out of video games. I think they became too complex for me to appreciate them, <laughs> and so I just kind of fell out of love with them. But I, I, I want to like video games, and I really try hard to get invested and involved, and I love the idea of being, oh, I've had a hard day, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to play a video game. I, I like that idea, but ever since I was about 18, I've not been able to find a game that's grasped me. Not that that's not like football manager or you know like a like any racing game you could pick up or uh, yeah. So, yeah. So so I quite like what would you call them games that is like fucking uh, football manager or like uh, theme hospital or fucking well, roller I guess, coaster. I guess the word would be like casual or like because in the sense of you could pick it up and not have to know anything about any game. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Any controller and but then I quite the like room. the whole thing that's like fucking you pretending to do another person's job. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, pretending like simulator to, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretend to manage some some other fucker's job. So the other recently, the other recently, those aren't words that go together. The other day, <laughs> I got drunk and I bought uh, Planet Zoo. Oh wow! On Steam, I've not played it yet. But it was about eight quid, but like <laughs> drunk me was like. Let's be a zookeeper for a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I, yeah. Let's let's not go out and fuck women. Let's uh, learn about <laughs> animal conservation. Um, so I bought that, and I've not uh, played it yet because I needed a, a a mouse to play it, and it's just <laughs> on my laptop. Yeah. And so I was just zooming into a fucking polar bear's head for ages because I couldn't figure out how to rotate. Man, um, that's how they get you, though. It's like you would you probably even drunk wouldn't have paid thirty pounds for that, or definitely like not a new game. No, price. but eight quid. I was like, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Eight quid. And they'll show you shit like that just at the right time. Or yeah. Like only five pounds, and I could be a like a surgeon or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm on board with stuff like that. The stuff that I really want to like that I can't like is stuff like Red Dead Redemption and uh, GTA, uh, the newer ones and stuff like that. There's just too much to do. I need, really, I need a platform game. I need something like, uh, so I played Cuphead for a while that was oh, all right. Oh, man. Um, and I liked, a- I liked it. That that's a there's a certain level of frustration that I can handle with my games. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Cuphead like quickly. But oh. but I loved how it was fucking solid right from the start. Yeah, like like, like there was no like you know easing you in. It was just solid and mm-hmm. it stayed solid. And and it's none of that like it it interpretive lasts forever. It's like there's a beginning and end. Like you said, it's a platformer but with levels. I know what I've got to do because I start the game and I go right. I have to beat this fucking dice man do you know what i mean yeah and i understand what i have to do 
Whereas with like fucking, you know, The Witcher or something like that, it's like, you know, go to the kingdom of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, and you there you will attention. see the, 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 the sire of Nabudi and he will offer you the potion mixer spell. Yeah. I'm out. I can't be asked doing your jobs. Well, I've always compared it. It's like much like TV and movies, you know, it's like if, there's some shows you got to watch where if you're not paying attention... Yeah. By episode three, you'll be like, well, what the fuck? I don't know any of these characters. Yeah. But then there's also like, I don't know, Seinfeld or whatever. And you can just throw on any episode at any point. Yeah. And you're in. I think video games are a lot the same. It just depends how much of your time you're willing to invest into them. But I think that there's been a thing where it's it feels to me anyway, like video gaming developers recently, over the last few years, they've been like, I'll tell you what makes a game the best ridiculous levels of complicated nuance. Yeah. And it's like, no, nah, I'm not into that, mate. So, like, for example, like, I, I tried to get into Bioshock, and everyone was talking about, oh, no, not Bioshock, Fallout. Right. I, I yeah, tried yeah. to get into Fallout. Everyone was like, Fallout's great. You'll love Fallout. Making weapons, <laughs> blowing shit up, you'll love Fallout. Fallout I was like, 4, great. specifically, do you remember? What, sorry? Was it Fallout 4? I want to say, so it started off that I was in a house, and there was, like, a broadcast... So and it the was, nukes are dropping. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had to go to like a chamber or whatever. Yeah, that's Fallout 4. Yeah. And then when I got out, it was like, yo, um, uh, there's a dog here that's going to follow you around. And I was like, all right, okay, I'm down with that. And then they went, all right, okay, uh, come over here and build everyone beds. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I'll go over there and build some fucking beds. And then I went over there thinking that it'd just be like, um, just grab that and move that over there. I was like, oh, you can't build a bed yet. You need some metal. You need to go out and find metal. I was like, I'm not fucking doing your fucking chores. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not running yeah. errands for you. Well, and people, I mean, people have big problems with that because of that reason, you know? It's like, there's a delicate balance between, there's a word that I'm, I'm trying to fish in my head, but the, the thing that makes it playable for, like, your common person off the street would yeah. want get them into it. And Fallout 4 was like, and, and all the big video game companies, that's sort of their problem. They want it to be as relaxed and as easy to get into as normal. So they sort of bastardize what made the originals great. Yeah, but that's boring. I'm I'm bored. I don't want to fucking... Look, if, if I'm spending 50 quid on a video game mm. and I fucking got down near a £1,000 on the setup, the TV, the fucking... You know, th I don't want to fucking do it so that I know what it feels like to work at Benson for beds. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to I want to blow a zombie up or something like well, that. And that's the thing. It's like no one's greatest memories are from, like, the game. I mean, there's some games that are classics for a reason, but it's like everyone's favorite are those niche games that, like, were ahead of their time yeah. and shit like that. Do you know what I quite liked? The last game that I quite liked was God of War. Oh, those are great. And I, I, I've not played one in ages. In fact, the last one I played must have been PS3, right? Mm. And it was quite good because it was like, right, that's your guy. He fucks shit up and make your way through the levels. And they're kind of like, they were almost platformy in that you knew which way, you always knew which way you were going. Yeah, totally. And like, what would happen is that the more stuff you fucked up, the better weapons you got and the better you get at fucking shit up. <laughs> and then you just go and fuck stuff up. And and it works a story in there too. It's not like... Well, that's... And, and that's what I'm playing it for, mm. to just fuck stuff up. If you'd have fucking turned it on and they'd have gone, okay, Kratos, you need to go to the kingdom of... I'd be like, nah, 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 mm. nah, 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 nah. Yeah, it fires you right in there right away. But I guess people, like a lot of what a lot of people like, a lot of what I like in a game is that character creation. And have you ever found yourself... I imagine you've never been a Dungeons & Dragons guy. I'm going to guess. No. 
But this is almost like the video game version of that where you make your character and you feel like you're him in a way. Like often when I play a Fallout, for instance, and I didn't like Fallout 4 for the same reason. Okay. But I find it's like you're you're presented with these choices and I'm now going to choose what would I do if I was this guy. So I've heard of Dungeons & Dragons uh, regularly. Yeah. Uh, and I feel you're Canadian. Canadian, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, international. So I think it's way more popular in Canada and America than it is the UK. Right. I've heard of it, mm-hmm. but I don't know anything about it. So all I know is that you play it with, like, four people, usually, and then one of you is, like, the fucking master, the dungeon master or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and you you um, can't be seen, heaven forbid, so you have, like, a uh, some card that's threefold card to sort of put near your face. You can be like, oh, don't look at me. Your private and then the other three are like, oh, I'm a fucking wizard, oh, I'm an elf, I'm a fucking uh, some other creature, and then you go, oh, you're going on a mission, Mm-hmm. And then that's it. That's all I know. Well, full disclosure, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons because I think it was like I think it was like an eighties thing, man. Was it like before video games were really had taken form? Because essentially, all it is is video games without the screens and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. I mean, I, d- I don't like the idea of someone describing to me what happens. Yeah. Do you know? What no, I mean? It's literally like from what I've seen is it'll be like you you're in the forest and an attack by goblins. So let's say the wizard wants to use his fireball, you need to roll over like seven with two dice to, to get the fireball to go off. So that, that's how they create their own scenarios. Well, so that's not what wizards do. <laughs> that's not how a wizard works. <laughs> it the isn't fuck? Dungeons & Dragons, apparently. Yeah. I've watched Harry Potter. I've never watched Voldemort. Three. Fuck. <laughs> fucking get you, Potter. Five. God, God damn it. But I'm, I find myself in the middle because I'm sure if I was like a bit older, that's what I would have been doing in my teen years. Yeah. It's just I had video games. So I'm like, well, I don't really need that shit. Yeah. The same with like, I get, I think Warhammer is way bigger over here than it is in North America. Are you, you know what that is? So I know what Warhammer is. And I think every boy growing up uh, has a moment in their life <laughs> where they go, I might get into Warhammer. Yeah. But what happens is your dad takes you to one side and goes, shut up, watch football. And you yeah. go, yeah, all right, okay. Unless your dad isn't into football, in which case he goes, all right, Warhammer, how much is the fucking, what, 12 quid for that? Not a chance. Or yeah. occasionally your dad will go, yeah, all right, 12 quid will shut him up or whatever. And then you yeah. get into it and then you start and you get really involved and then you get bullied at school. <laughs> yeah, I have a theory. Warhammer is just a rich kid thing. Oh, totally. There's no rich dad there's no working class Warhammer children. Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Oh, do you want to? Uh, do you want to eat tonight? No, no, no. I want an orc to paint. Do you know what I mean? It's because that is always sad. Like when you try to take a rich hobby up as a poor kid. Yeah. And so, like, even if your dad tries to get you Warhammer, his best is probably like a shitty unit yeah. <laughs> that a normal Warhammer kid would I used to at. I used to have a bit similar to this that I could never get to properly work, but it was about how intrinsically unfair sports are. Right. Because one of the things that is um, probably one of the most important things around sports is the environment that you grow up in. Totally. Because if you grow up in fucking, like, Africa, and you want to be a water polo player, then... Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mate, we've, we've fucking walked eight miles to this well. Now you want to splash about in it. There's no chance. <laughs> yeah, no training. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know. And, and video games are sort of similar. It's funny, like, doing this podcast, it's like, 
everyone's best memories will be from when they were maybe eight or nine. Yeah. But the games they were playing were released three years earlier. Yeah. Because video games have always been expensive when they come out, and no one's ever got them when they're new. They'll always have the generation afterwards. Oh, totally. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny matching up, like, like when you were playing this game, it might have been, like, years after it came out, or the one we're going to talk about today, you know? Yeah. In fact, why not? Let's get right into it. I feel like we've answered enough. All right, Freddie Quinn, this is the game of your life. Crash Team Racing, a kart racing video game developed by Naughty Dog and published by Sony Computer Entertainment on October 19th, 1999. It's considered the fourth installment in the series, and it was met with favorable reviews, succeeding where other kart games had failed. That was a, that was a review I heard about it. Oh, really? Yeah, really quick. I, I'll read some of the failed ones out to you that I'd never heard of these. Okay. On Wikipedia, there was Mega Man Battle and Chase. Battle and Chase? So apparently Capcom tried to do a, a Mega kart Man. racing game with Battle Mega Man. and Chase. Yeah. There was Bomberman Fantasy Race. Right, okay. So I think the problems with these <laughs> is that they don't sound like racing games. No. Crash Team Racing sounds like you're going to be racing. Yes. Whereas Bomberman Fantasy Race sounds like <laughs> fucking... Sounds like a video game about spiking women in the club. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like, sounds like a white supremacist yeah. like, movement. <laughs> the Bomberman yeah. or the top yeah. man. No, and it's and there's also Chocobo Racing too. It's Final Fantasy. Chocobo, yeah, Chocobo Racing, because the you know those big birds in the Final Fantasy game. Oh, okay. I was gonna oh. say it sounds indigenous. <laughs> those are Chocobos, and apparently they made a racing game that didn't do well. So no, was, because the thing is, is, no one's ever looked at them. I imagine in Final Fantasy and gone, oh, I'd love to race them round a track. Well, that's the thing. I think because the the kart game begins with Mario Kart. I think that's the original that everyone acknowledges. Yeah, and I think. Other video game studios saw the success of Mario Kart. Yeah, and were yeah, like, yeah. Well, we could plug our franchise characters into a racing game, and that'll be big money. And it's not that easy. It's also got to be a good game. There's got to be something more to it than just, oh, it's Cloud on a Chocobo. And it's yeah, the yeah, exact yeah, same yeah, yeah, game, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's Mega Man in a car for some reason. But also as well is, at the time, they were nowhere near as big as Mario, were they? No, uh, it's tough to say. I don't know. No, I mean, Mario had the tenure, too. Because, like, yeah, like Final Fantasy VII, for instance, is one really big game. But by that point, there'd been, like, ten really big Mario games. Like, I don't think there was a bigger video game franchise. Yeah, well, I mean, time. I think that's it as well, isn't it? It's, it's got to be big enough that it deserves a spin-off. Like, who the fuck is Bomberman? Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. No, you're totally right about that. And to be honest, from an outsider's perspective, when I saw Crash Team Racing getting released, so I remember this was like a golden age where the PlayStation was blowing up. The first three Crash Bandicoots were all huge, huge successes. Yeah, they were massive. W- were you familiar with the franchise at all? Uh, I was familiar with it, but I didn't own any of the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I wasn't really... It, it looked very um, c- cartoony. Yeah. And I wasn't really about that. I, w- I was probably about 12 or 13 at this point. I wasn't really... You, you know, that, that sort of cartooniness felt a little bit childlike Yeah. To me. And it's weird because PlayStation is considered like the more adult version, uh, especially compared to the Nintendo 64. Yeah. Like you could get Resident Evil, you could get like Duke Nukem. Well, I was time. playing more stuff like that. So mm. I think I was graduating onto like 
proper shooting games where it looked like you were shooting stuff. Right. Where so this might have been, and we were even saying that before. It's like Mario is for like children, whereas Crash Bandicoot sort of looks like it was aimed at teenagers. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bit of a pothead, and like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, totally. Even for cartoons, it feels a bit more adult than like Mario's literally like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a, a child's cartoon. So I think that's what they were trying to go for. Is like, okay, Nintendo's got that demographic, but we'll at least get the teens on their way up. And Crash might have been even a bit too young for you at that time, but I remember loving it as a. I would have been like ten at this time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's like that's way cooler than this Mario loser. And so I think it was the perfect time for a Crash Team Racing. I mean, this was the height of popularity for the franchise, and I didn't realize this is considered like in the lore of Crash Bandicoot, like in the storyline that goes through all three games. This is actually considered the fourth installment, as opposed to like Mario Kart is always being in this complete separate universe. It's not like attached to any narrative or anything. Really? Mm. I have so little time and interest for gaming lore. <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. You know, just play the fucking game. Yeah. Why does it need to fit into stuff, you fucking idiot? Oh, I like the Easter eggs. Really? I like being, I like being the loyal fan and like... Oh, you'd only get that if you played Crash Bandicoot 1 Secret World. Or oh, my <laughs> Lord above. Yeah, I'm, I'm big into that. And to be fair, I wrote down some comparisons with Mario Kart because um, the commonalities are obviously like the items that you pick up to attack with. Yeah, yeah. I think they probably directly lifted that, but you almost have to. It's like... Or yeah, because you, be you need to... Well, well, yeah, exactly. If you don't attack with stuff, then there's no point. Yeah. But then I imagine as well, I, I'm, I'm not... Oh, fay with uh, with Mario Kart, but I imagine with Mario Kart, there's not as much stuff that you can defend yourself with. I don't think there is. No. So one of the interesting things with Crash Bandicoot or Crash Team Racing is that there are several items that you can use to defend yourself. So, for example, mm -hmm. the fucking uh, TNT and the little potions and stuff you can use to defend yourself from um, attacks and stuff. And you can also use the bubbles and, you know, the little fucking masked man that goes around. Mm. And, and I do think the items are more sophisticated in this one because they had the original to build upon, too. Like, in this one, when you're being chased by a missile, there's a little target behind you that shows when it's about to hit. Yeah. And like you said, you can almost defend against that. Yeah. It, it does become way more... It's more in-depth. But it's tactical as well because if you've got a... If you've got a missile mm. or something like that then you can get to the point where you can learn that if you release a missile at a certain point, it will probably hit that guy just as he's going up to a jump, mm -hmm. and then it'll fuck his jump, and then it'll <laughs> fall down, and then he'll lose even more time. Yeah, it's like two hits in one. Yeah, and if you're dropping a potion or something like that, it makes sense to drop it at a jump because it'll fuck your jump, and then you'll go down, and it'll... Again, waste even more time. Yeah. So I think there's more nuance in Crash Team Racing. Yeah, I do too. And and that transfers over to the driving too. It's like in Mario Kart, you're just holding a button, hopefully going as fast as you can. You lose speed and acceleration if you get hit or whatever. But in Crash, they introduce power slides, which are like essential to playing this game properly. Yeah. And jumping is like a huge part of this game. You can jump in Mario Kart, but it doesn't really... It's not to not much benefit or anything. Yeah, so you need to be able to time your jumps properly because you'll get a boost. Yeah. You need to be able to power slide because you can get three boosts. Yeah. And you'll need to be able to learn how to power slide after a jump because then you'll get a boost and then three boosts. Yeah, and it's huge. And if you don't learn how to do it, like I found out, because full, full disclosure, I'd played this game at Friends House in, in the early 2000s. 
I, I didn't have a PlayStation till later on. I'd never owned this game. And so I bought it on the Switch about a week ago when you said you wanted to do it. And I've since beaten it. But I beat it on easy mode because I'm terrible at this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You are really, really bad. <laughs> you um, got to see it firsthand before the Yeah, podcast. yeah. You finished last on most of the games. <laughs> um, I have no natural acumen to it. So, I mean, uh, a lesser gamer might pro- say Mario Kart's better to save their own sort of face. But... I'll just admit I'm bad at this game because it's a better game. <laughs> I never really, yeah, I, I, I never really fucking got in on the whole Mario Kart thing because I just, I thought it was a bit like, okay, well, it all comes down to uh, who is better at corners and who knows the map better. That's yeah. that, that's all it is. Whereas with this, there's there's genuine tactics to it. It's, you know... And a degree of luck with all the timing and everything. If you play it online with people, again, I always thought, like... Because when I played it, there was just nobody better than me at this game. And so I just assumed that I was the best in the world at it. Um, But when you play it online, there are people who have uh, gleaned out every possible advantage and, you know, every little... Every time it's available to power slide, they will power slide. The whole fucking map Mm. will just be them sliding about. You would think they're, like, making a living at it, the way they put that much time into it. But if you think about it as well, like... It's hard enough to just drive around some of these maps, but to power slide around them continuously <laughs> is just, it's fucking incredible. It's, it's impressive, incredible. too. I've watched YouTube videos of just the fastest times on courses just to see, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was saying, un- what am I doing wrong here? And they're unbelievable, aren't they? It's crazy. Yeah, it's just, a, like you said, a continuous power slide. I um I tried beating the record on, my favorite level is called Hot Earth Skyway. Oh yeah, I know and that it's one. The, uh, it's the one where Pinstripe is, um, uh, y- y- you know, the uh, the character that I was when we were playing it before. Yeah, the mafioso. Rat. Yeah, it's the one that goes do 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 and it's suspended in the air, and you really have to be on it for the whole lap. Otherwise, you, at any moment, it could just fuck you up the ass. Yeah, that that level reminded me most of Rainbow Road, as opposed to just like the long stretches with no sides. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I thought that got inspiration from it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I've I've watched some of the, that was always my favorite level, and I've watched the speed runs of that, and I watch it mouth agape. Because I'm like, how the living fuck have these people managed this? It's just like... And what number run am I watching here? Is it in the hundreds of thousands? Like, But they, they shave maybe 20, 30 seconds off my best time. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's only a two-minute lap. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's unbelievable. They've optimized it. Uh, well, I wanted to... I, I wrote down some differences, too, between the original that you had been playing a lot of in 99, 2000, probably, and the remake... Because they did do some different things, uh, and I was showing right off the bat is the difficulty setting. So in the original Crash Team Racing, it just is the game is as hard as it is. There's no altering it, and oh, really, someone like me would have just probably thrown it down in anger. Oh really? I didn't know that. Mm. That's pretty cool. That yeah, it's just classic mode, which I like when video games do that. It's I like that as well, where they go, "Oh, this is just the game." Stop being a pussy. Yeah, either get better at it or yeah, you don't yeah, play yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas, Nowadays, with these bloody coddled, <laughs> molly-coddled millennials probably be triggered because they're not good at the game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
a shitload of customizability. It's a big word. I'm trying to get out here. Customization is what I'm going for. Were you going for customizability? Customizability, yeah. Yeah, let's go customizability. That's a mouthful. Um, Supercalifragilisticcustomizability. (laughs) You were saying that between you could change your car's make, you can change the colors. Yeah, not asked at all. I don't care care at all. In fact, I actually prefer it to be not changed. That's the car that you get. Go fuck yourself. I, I agree to an extent, too. I mean, it's sort of like, who would want to see uh, The Simpsons in different clothing? I like seeing them. Yeah, in the, exactly. Ah, oh, well, you can put Homer in a in a blazer. It's like, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't wear a blazer. <laughs> Fucking weirdos. Um, Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just... I, I Well, customization was never a thing in the fucking... 90s 2000s I, I don't think they could have I don't think the games like had the compatibility to like change yeah the but skin no one was asked either no one could yeah. like even with like you remember playing the sims right yeah how boring did it get making a sim mm. like like you know you'd start off and you'd make a sim and you'd be like oh it looks a bit like me that that's that's great that and then they'd go right okay now make another one and you'd be like oh well, and my thing is like the differences I care about in customability, customizability is like the actual stats of the car, like how fast your acceleration is, your handling, your turning. If if those factors, yeah, because it's change, a ta- it's a tactical trade off, isn't it? Yeah, it changes the game. But when it's like, oh, you can be Crash Bandicoot but blue, or yeah, Crash yeah, Bandicoot yeah. but green, I'm like, yeah, who gives? Oh, a this shit? is Crash Bandicoot. But he's got uh, different wheels. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Does does that affect the game? Absolutely not, not in any way. But it's just the wheels are uh, are red as yeah, well. You can catch a glimpse of them while you play. Yeah, like it's not. It's a, like it's a gaming feature for people who have special needs, <laughs> and they're like, my favorite color is red. You know what I mean? And they're like, I like it because it's red. And it's it, like, to mm. me, it feels like game padding, too. It's like, well, we don't have an actual reward that would feel like yeah, yeah, something yeah. tangible. So we've added like 12 colors that you get every time you complete a race. Yeah. Unlockable characters are decent, though. I, uh, well, I, and that's, that. I, I have this uh, criticism here actually written is that I, I think the thing with Crash Bandicoot is it's a three character franchise for the most part. Is like you have Crash, his sister Coco, who even then is a B player. Slag. And Neo, yes. <laughs> and Neo Cortex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then w- when you play this game, you're like, oh, right, the Toto Dial guy. Or what's his name? Dingadile. Dingadile. Sorry to disrespect the name Dingadile. But there's all these characters where I'm like, I don't remember them from the main franchise. Yeah. Who the, f- who the fuck is Engine? <laughs> they had to throw in the polar bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you ride in the first game because unlike Mario, there's not this. Big universe of characters. And the polar bear is literally just called Polo, which is right fucking <laughs> rip-off, isn't it? Scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, it's, I mean... It literally the, just is a polar bear. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> other option would be to call it Burr. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean the, the other option. But And that's the thing. So when you don't have these things to reach out for, and even in later Mario Karts, they started bringing in like Link from Legend of Zelda or like other characters yeah. from different franchises that might have some value to like longtime fans. But the trade-off that they do on Crash Bandicoot, uh, Crash Team Racing, is they go, um, okay, so some of these characters are better at other things. So, for example, Polar is better at turning, um, which means that if you're a beginner player, then you might want to play as that because you'll make fewer mistakes right. uh, and you'll fall off less. And there's other characters whose main thing is their acceleration, um, and so obviously that means, you know, that they'll be able to sort of catch up faster. Mm-hmm. And then there's other ones whose top speed is higher. So there is... Uh, I think Crash and Neo are just 
balanced, as balanced as you can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's some that are balanced as well. There's some that are ac- ac- acceleration-based. Then there's some that are, like, if you ever play as the dingo dial or, or tiny, the big fucking uh, monster-type thing. <laughs> Roid monkey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, their turning circle is absolutely fucking appalling. But their top speed is, is massive. So if you can go, like, once you're first, right. you, you ain't catching them. Yeah. But there's loads of other stuff about the game as well that's like, for example, you know about the apples and stuff? Oh, yeah, the Wombos. Wombos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely not apples. I don't know uh, why they're not just called apples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes a ton of sense. But if you collect 10 of them, you go faster. Yeah, it's a bonus. But if you get hit by anything, you lose three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You constantly sort of... But there's there's an incentive there to sort of collect them. And also, they're slightly off track as well. They're, they're sort of off what would be the perfect racing line. Yeah. So there is a, a, a tactical decision to make. Do I collect these apples knowing that I'll get a speed boost or do I just follow the correct racing line? Yeah, and there's a few levels where, because there's two types of crates in this game. One of them gives you the item and then the other one is just full of apples. Yeah. A lot of the time when you see them in a row, it's like, well, you can either get an item or get the apples. Yeah. It's, you sort of got to make a decision. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, way to, way to change it up. Uh, getting into the... There's, this game actually had a narrative storyline that I wasn't expecting when I played it in the adventure mode. Yeah. And because I always wondered, like, how come all these guys that hate each other are racing together, like as a kid, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, what have they, have they gotten into some, like, cart tournament or it's whatever? It's like a, um, a, as far as I can remember... Isn't it like a an evil alien? Ni- yes. Nitrous oxide. Oh, you got the name. I'm impressed. M- making them all. I don't know where you pulled that from. Complete. I've no idea. But and it's funny because like they don't really explain the cart racing in the narrative. I guess the idea is that after all the battles they had, everyone just got into cart racing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just the best racer, and that's really important. Mm-hmm. And so this alien comes and mocks you. He threatens to turn Earth into a parking lot. Yeah. And says I'm the fastest racer in the galaxy. And that's essentially just the storyline of the whole game. Yeah. As you go through all the tracks. And it's set up exactly like the main games are. There's like four levels in the overworld. You have to complete them one by one. And then at the end, there's a boss. That yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is, again, it's funny because like the boss will show up. One of them, the guy you had had like an Uzi. Yeah, yeah, Another yeah. Another guy had knives. Like, they're going to fight you. And then they're like, let's race. That was Komodo <laughs> Joe. Komodo uh, Joe, yeah. That had knives. They and look like they're going to fuck you up. And then they challenge you to a race. And then there was a, there's a big Aztec guy called Papu Papu. <laughs> yeah. That's very, like, I mean, nowadays is like, it's cultural appropriation. Yeah. You know? Well, and he sort of looks like just a white guy. With and he, <laughs> yeah, and he talks. He's just a big fat guy, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, I am the fastest you know, I'm yeah. fast God driver, you yeah. know. And none of them are the fastest, obviously. I was going to say, I didn't think there was enough differentiation in the boss races because it's just a one-on-one race on a track you've already played before. But they've all got different powers. Yeah, but I, they're constantly, if you're behind them, they're constantly dropping, throwing shit at you. Yeah, 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 that's infuriating as fuck. Mm-hmm. But I found they're all pretty easy, and once you're ahead of them, granted, I was playing on easy. I was going to say, if you play on hard... It's harder. <laughs> it's a motherfucker. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, for example, the uh, the the uh, Komodo Joe one um, down the Dragon Mines is fucking impossible because there's a bit where um, it's very it's a very tight corner of track and you're going up and sort of round. Uh, oh, I know. And yeah. it will just litter that with with fucking bombs and shit like that and you you just yeah you're meant to power slide up the whole thing i think well yeah but it's it's well actually you there's a shortcut where you can uh completely skip it 
Oh, shit. Yeah, there's loads of shortcuts in this game. Mm-hmm. Loads. Um, but a lot of them require you to have boosts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You can't just do them. Well, and the races themselves, they require you to come in first place. It's the old Talladega Knights of you're not first, you're last. Like, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. come in second, it's just like, retry? Like, there's no yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no... matter at all. It's first or nothing. Yeah, and then once you do that, you get your trophies. That's how you beat the main game. I'd gotten all the trophies and all the levels before this and then beat the boss. And at the end, it says you're 40% done this game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of... That's the one thing that pisses me off, is there's a lot of crystal collecting. Yeah. You know, like, hey, set a fast lap on this track that you don't care about. And it's Mm -hmm. like, ugh. Well, and even in the narrative of the game, you beat the final boss in a race. He literally retreats up to his ship. And he's like, okay, sure, you won that race, but go collect all these time trial tokens, and then we'll have the real race. And you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I haven't really beaten the game. Yeah, you're like, go. how about you go fuck yourself? Because <laughs> uh, I won. So um, that's the end of the game, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, I saw the credits. Once yeah. I see the credits, the game's over. Yeah, I'm not setting 30 fucking world records for you. Imagine that. Imagine if you won, if you won a... Um, Imagine if you won a fucking triathlon or whatever, or a fucking decathlon in the Olympics against the current world record holder, and then he turned around, the current gold medalist or whatever, and he turned around and said, well, if you really want the gold medal, yeah. you'd set you'd set individual world records at all of these disciplines. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, fuck off. Once you do that, I'll give you your medal. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Until then, I'm still the best. <laughs> yeah, it was no, sort of not. was bullshit. But I do like that they actually introduced different styles of racing in this, because... Uh, every level has the main one for the trophy, but then there's this one where you have to collect a C, a T, and an R. Yeah, yeah. Crash yeah. Team Racing, and they're hidden throughout the level. Yeah, yeah. And it sort of teaches you where the shortcuts are, too, through those. Yeah. And it's like, I, it's not my favorite race because it's basically like you have to stall yourself and then still win the race after. Yeah, 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 yeah. And find out where this shit's hidden. And then the other one is like a time trial where you have to break a certain amount of boxes. But all those boxes have like a one, two, or three on them, and they add to your time. That wasn't in the original game. Oh, really? No. Okay, so maybe they added like a final. Yeah, 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 they did. They did. I've played it a couple of times. Not really. Yeah. It doesn't really do anything for me. No, none of of these modes. I I like them because it's different. Like I said, with Mario Kart, it's so bare bones. There's just one style of race. Yeah. It's at least they tried to think outside the box, like add different versions. And those mini games you brought up too, where it's like collect 20 crystals in two minutes or whatever. The time trials were quite good because what they do on the original, I don't know if they do this still now, but what they do on the original is they would have uh, you racing and then they would have a ghost of you doing the lap that was your best lap. Yes, you'd almost be racing against yourself that was a ghost. Oh, that's great. So it was quite cool. Mm. And in the original Crash games, whenever you died, you'd see that ghost float above you. So they probably took that from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a similar sort of thing. (laughs) But it was really helpful because if you wanted to get dead good at something, Mm -hmm. you could watch the best version. You you could always play against the best version of you. It's it's superb. It's, It's probably the best feature for getting better. Right. Because you're just playing against, and you and, and you could go back as well and revisit it another time. It's have saved your best lap, and it play. Oh, that's you. brilliant! Because yeah, do you do you remember how many levels were in the original uh, by chance or like uh, roughly? If I had, well, I could work it out if I'm that fucking sad. <laughs> um, your so, memory for this shit's incredible, by the uh, way. If I had to guess, I would say thirty-two. 32 all in do total. You, do you know? I don't. I was going to ask because 
what this game did was like there were two crash team racings. There was the original, which was the big one, and then the like a secondary one got released on GameCube. Okay. And this remake that I bought, I took every level from each game and put them all together. Right. So I didn't look at the total. I probably should have, but I reckon there was about th- thirty-two. Yeah. Well, include and boss levels were just the same. It's like a one you'd done before. Yeah, already. boss levels were always one that you'd done before. Right. Okay. So yeah, it's pretty crazy the amount of levels in here. I mean, I'm trying to work out how many. So how many bosses? There's four, I believe, counting the main one. Yeah, three worlds with four boss battles. Three worlds with four boss battles. Three four. worlds. There's not three worlds. There can't be. So the f- the first boss battle is Rue. Yeah. That little fucking weird blue kangaroo thing. Mm-hmm. And then the second one. Oh, you're right. There are four. Is um, Papu Papu. Uh, Papu Papu. And the third one's Komodo Joe. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one is Pinstripe. Right. And then the fifth one is Nitrous Oxide. But there's levels before you get to Nitrous Oxide. So there's five. And if they all had, I think they've all got five levels each. Four or five, yeah. So I think it's 20... 25 then 20 to 25 okay yeah and I'm, I'm curious how many if i had to guess i'd say 25 to 30 32 seems like a bit much but mm-hmm. well it's weird because like i haven't been playing the new mario party recently and what they've done with it is taken all these elements from old mario parties and put them into one game okay and when when you play like an old level or an old mini game it tells you what game the original one was from oh nice and i sort of wish this had done it with the levels so i knew which one was yeah the original and which was 2003 but i mean all the levels look beautiful we'll get into the graphics and music a bit here it's always a section i talk about in the games uh obviously the original graphics probably don't hold up not much to write home about yeah Uh, but this new one i mean we were just playing it they've like remet completely remastered everything yeah, well, what they've done is they've sort of stayed true to the original one, mm-hmm. but they've just cleaned it up. Totally. It's like when you get the barbers, you don't ask for a new haircut. You go, I just fucking tidy up what I've got. Do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? That's sort of what they've done. Yeah. Because I look at that, and to me, I'm playing it as I would as a child. Yeah. It's the same graphic. In my head, it's the same graphics. I know it's not. I know it's a cleaner, sharper, better version. Mm. But that's what your mind does with all the old memories of games. You don't re- remember your memories in like 16 pixels or 32 pixels. It's like you sort of remember it as a polished cartoon or whatever. Yeah. And well, this just does that for you. What was good, I thought anyway, was even on the original, the graphics were always good enough for what was necessary, what was required. Yeah. So you were never going, ah, the fucking... Have I got a bomb or a fucking pipe there or whatever? Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it was always done in a way that you know instantly, within a fraction of a second, exactly what uh, what weapon you've got. You, all the turns, everything is intuitive. And mm-hmm. At no point are you like, well, it wasn't obvious to go this way, that way. Even on some of the maps that are just fucking crazy, yeah, some completely. of the newer maps are just a mind fuck, but <laughs> you still intuitively know where to go. It's really well set up. Yeah, and I mean, I, I bet at the time they they were blessed because they had all the character designs and, like, a lot of the work was done already from the previous game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to plop them in carts or whatever. Do you know what? There used to be a game around around the same time of this Hot Wheels racing. Oh, yeah. And you were just racing Hot Wheels, and it was very 2D. It was like a bird's eye view. Right. That you were looking around and stuff. And it was a nightmare because you it, it was difficult to 
sort of work out where you were going sometimes because the way that they'd done it is the track was like your living room or whatever and they just had a basic sort of track round but the the track was kind of like sometimes you kind of had to sort of use intuition as to what the bit was the track and what wasn't the track yeah you just get lost in it yeah i mean it was it was just a bit but if you're thinking about your racing lines and the corners that you want to nip in Mm. it's kind of hard to sort of know intuitively where to go it was like you had to do the race a couple of times before you even had an idea of how to attack it yeah and i i've noticed that too in this game a bit where like obviously you're always going on the course but sometimes the court like the turns would be so tight I wouldn't realize I'm not on the road. I'm on, like, the rough patch next yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as soon as you hit that, your speed's just done. It's almost like falling off the edge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but then a lot of the time when you go off-road, you'd find shortcuts and shit, so it almost was worth going for, too. There's a trade-off, isn't there? There's a trade-off to be made. And also, as well, if you have a boost, the boost will sort of mitigate that, so it'll, right, make, it'll yeah. make it worth it. Uh, I'd, I'd say the music uh, got panned, actually, after the original came out for some reason. Really? Yeah, I don't know if it was the music slash sound effects, but one of the criticisms I saw when I was looking this up, people said it just got irritating and repetitive. Where what? what? <laughs> <laughs> All music is irritating and repetitive if you listen to it for long enough. Yeah, that's true. And also as well, like, they're not musicians. They're just, like... I, it, it seems such a weird thing for me to play a game to criticize the music. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, it's tough because there is also the standard set by previous games of like a lot of people would. And, and then again, I'm not, not like I remember the music from Mario Kart. I was just about instance. to say, what's the music on Mario Kart? Yeah, but maybe just less sound effects or less. I don't even know, really know what the big criticism was other than the music was criticized for being annoying. Um, Mario's music's irritating. If you listen to that for long enough, you'll be like, Fuck "You'll this. go crazy." I think I, I I think all game music is annoying. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> to sort of judge, wow. you're to, going the full other the full other way. Well, what what game music do you ever listen to in the car? They're, they're exactly <laughs> none. Oh, who's this? Oh, it's fucking. It's it's um. <laughs> Gears of War 3 soundtrack. I bet there are people who listen to the Gears of War Okay, I hope you crash. I hope you crash your cars because you're weird. No, I mean, it's weird because there's like, I'm sure you've seen those orchestra shows where they'll do like the Legend of Zelda full orchestra and you can go watch it. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's (laughs) really stretching it, isn't it? Yeah. That's a, it, Yeah, uh, I've never been to one of those, but uh, I imagine there's a lot of, like, Triforce tattoos in that audience. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but the like, fact that I heard the word tattoo, I was like, yeah. Probably, yeah. right? Um, at the same time, to me, my I don't really have a criticism of it. I don't know if they cleaned it up in this new version. I found it all suited the game. It's like, it's Crash Bandicoot, you know? When you get the mask, you hear the Oomba Woomba noise. Yeah, it's, look, it's it's never going to be... The most immersive, <laughs> yeah. beautifully fucking made game of all time. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, totally. it's not like fucking Skyrim where they had like a thousand developers working a thousand hours just to fucking make a dragon's eye as fucking realistic as possible. Right. It's probably some Japanese dude that made it on his lunch break. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not the priority by any means. Yeah, sure. yeah. The, the, the whole thing, I, I always think it's really weird to judge games based on, like, the greatest of all. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, you don't do that with films. Like, if fucking, I, I don't know, like, Home Alone, 
is a great film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But how weird would it be if someone went, yeah, but it's not as good as The Godfather. Yeah. You're like, well, no. Yeah. No, it isn't. Well, it's well, not trying you, to be. You're right. You got the added point of this is like a kart racing game. And then on top of that, you're criticizing the music in a kart racing game. Yeah. It is a bit like, okay, what are we doing here? Exactly. It's like, like it's, it's, it's like uh, what we're doing here is the equivalent of fucking... Uh, you know, like when when reviewers review comedians Edinburgh shows. Oh yeah, and they're like, it was a great show, but I just didn't feel like the comedian went through enough trauma. <laughs> it's like they were just trying to be funny for sixty minutes. Yeah, the crowd of two wasn't really seeming to enjoy it the whole yeah. time. <laughs> I just feel as though the narrative art could have done with more pathos. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like it was a comedy show, and as long as you had fun and laughed, then why does it fucking matter? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say, I mean, that is the the one thing I heard about it. Uh, the like we said, the graphics hold up perfectly. HD. I mean, this whole series has gotten a revitalization since they even released a new Crash Bandicoot game in twenty twenty one. Did they? Yeah, which I haven't played it yet, but I would love to. Wow, that's. I mean, just let it die. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? People from this generation won't man. Like, if you love something in the nineties, early two thousands, it's around for good now. Like. Yeah, be it Dragon Ball Z or Pokemon or all this shit's like not going anywhere. I remember watching Dragon Ball Z. I remember watching the first season of it, maybe, mm-hmm. and being like, "Yeah," and then just get same with Pokemon. Like all these fancy Pokemon nowadays, <laughs> it's too much. The fuck is that? Really makes you feel old when you're complaining about the, the fuck is of a Silo Quill? What the <laughs> fuck is that stupid thing? Why is why is there a fucking mole that's on fire? What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. It's Charmander and nothing. It's like back in my day, Pokemon were just animals. Well, hey, uh, as we reach the home stretch of this one, I always like to talk about the legacy factor. Um, and it's funny because I didn't think this is a game many people thought of still. So when you brought it up, I was like, maybe it does have a place in people's hearts and minds still yeah. in 2021. And I mean, I read the reviews of the remake too, and I think this might have been just a blind spot for uh, me. Are you, uh, are you are you asking me how much I think of this? Uh, I'm I'm thinking like like regularly in the grand day, day in the grand, no in the grand scope of gaming. Uh, I tend le- to not wake up with it on my mind. Do you know what I mean? I just <laughs> yeah. sort of like you know, I let it pass. I let it wash over me. You know, it's funny something. you say that because today when I woke up, I'm like, okay, I got to do a podcast about Crash Team Racing. So it was on my <laughs> mind. <laughs> I, I I mean, I think it's. Um, I think that people who remember it will have fond memories of it. Do you know what? I've never heard anyone go, oh, it was fucking shit, that guy. Yeah. Uh, I think the criticism at the time was that it was a Mario Kart clone, and then you play it and you realize it's not. I think people saying that didn't play it a lot. It's more complex. It's, it's mm. genuinely more complicated than Mario. I don't know why I'm sticking up for this game as much as I... <laughs> I feel like any criticism of it at all, I'm like, no, <laughs> no. no, I think you'll find. Well, it's the game of your life. You're meant to defend it. Oh, oh the game, the, the one game that I play forever. Yeah, the game of your life. I guess it's up to I would interpretation. Play I don't... Th- I, I think this has got an incredible... Okay, I'll tell you what I will say about this game to sum up the game of my life. I think this game has got incredible longevity, providing that you play it in 20-minute bursts. Yeah, I agree with that totally. So so if you just get it on 20 minutes and play it, you will enjoy it for years. You'll just enjoy it because it's a fun little... Should we just blast on a bit of Mario? A, a, a bit of fucking uh, Crash Team Racing? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, It's not a game 
that you can sit at and lose yourself in for hours. No, and I tried for the past few days. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing the one-player game, and it's like it's like I said, when you come second in a race you've done like three times, Yeah, there's no like, well, I got to beat this. It's all just like, well, fuck this, and you toss it yeah, to the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a party game, but it's a good one, and it's one that like I don't think anyone thought was anything more than a cash grab when it came out, and then I think it over-delivered. Yeah, so. But you need, you need little games like this. Yes. You need little ones like this, because I'm, I'm imagining... And I don't know, but I imagine that nobody plays Red Dead Redemption 2 for 15 or 20 minutes at a time. No. It is a all night, I'm sitting down and I'm hunting something. Yeah. That's what it is. But sometimes you don't have, you know, if you just have half an hour to burn, it's a great game. Totally. Although I will say it's it might be less accessible. That's the word I was going for off the start of the pod, by the way, when they try and make games accessible. Because, okay. because there is a skill to this game that other games don't require in learning how to power drift and learning how to jump at the right time and shit. Like, you picking it up, even years later, crushed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty handedly, because you knew how to play the game before. But I'm like, even I've been playing it for a few days, and I'm still shit at it. So, like, there is a level of, uh, there's an entry point to this where you're going to suck until you learn how to do it. Yeah, but I think, I mean, is, is that not with all games, or are there games nowadays that are made specifically... So you can be shit at it and succeed. Yeah, that, I think that is the thing. Is there? Well, I mean... That's horrific. That's, that's what genuinely horrific. Well, it's a debate in gaming, not to drift too far off the point, but we were talking about the difficulty setting earlier. Yeah. There's a group of people who think that there should be an easy mode on everything. And it's because of, like, you know, maybe there's someone with a disability who wants to play the game. Oh, there is. <sighs> that is a thing. That's an argument. But then there's other people who say, or maybe that's the video How game. How patronizing is that to disabled people? Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Holy shit, you should be good at fucking Mario Kart. You live in one. Well, <laughs> and then I found this YouTuber. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I found this YouTuber a few weeks ago who was saying he thinks that's a conspiracy. He thinks the people pushing for easy mode are game reviewers who don't want to learn how to play games because they have to get to the end. Do you know what? I, I, I believe him totally. I just find it a really patronising thing to be like, well, disabled people might find it hard. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'll tell you what, they probably find everything in life hard. They probably, they find having a shit hard. They find waking up hard. They find getting dressed hard, but they have to stick with it. Mm. Otherwise, it doesn't get done. So if anything, those are the gamers that, are going to quite like the idea that there's no easy mode. Yeah. Because they're going to go, oh, great, I'm shit at this, just like I'm shit at everything when I try it the first time. I have to get good. And they have that stick with itness. Well, completely. And there's no, like, you know, technically, if you want to be pretentious about it, it is like an art thing. You wouldn't ask, like, a movie to, you know, take out the swears and the nudity. Although yeah. I'm sure they do do that. But there's some games, isn't there, that are known for being hard. Yes. So off the top of my head, what's that one? Uh, Saints something or, or other? Dark Souls. Dark Souls. That's yeah, the that one. one will kick the shit out so of So it's known for being incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that with something like that, it might be useful to have an easier, easier point of entry to be right. like, okay, so here it's easier. But with something like this, like you can't... Like I, I just can't see any scenario where somebody is 
physically unable to get good enough to win the game. <laughs> yeah. All that's stopping you is just time and perseverance. Yeah. And, and those really are is. things that you have to learn in life. And those are some of my favorite games because that's where you get the satisfaction. Yeah. You know what, guys? Life doesn't have an easy mode. <laughs> How about that, eh? That's life, the takeaway. Life doesn't ease you in. Life isn't accessible. Man. So, therefore, fucking grow up her. And stop bitching about how hot... Imagine bitching about how hard a game is. <laughs> what a weird fucking flex. Weren't some of the hardest games like fucking Donkey Kong and shit? Oh, yeah. Donkey Kong Country 2 to this day. Yeah. Is a motherfucker. Yeah, but but when you complete it, you go, fucking yes. Yeah, completely. I remember I was sweating at the end of beating a game once. And my uncle was watching me. I was probably like six or seven. And he was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. what did you do? And I'm like, I just beat the game. Yeah. It felt great. Well, that's what, yeah. I mean, not all games should be able to be 100% beatable by all people. No. Because then, beating and winning a game, is that, it, it's an achievement and it's an accomplishment that goes beyond, I had this many hours to spare. Yeah, completely. Well, I think that's a good point to end this on. Uh, we, you got all our thoughts and opinions on the difficulty of games on Crash Team Racing. Freddie, thanks again for doing the pod. Thanks for having me. Is there anything you want to plug before we get on out Yeah, uh, have a listen to my podcast. It is called Pigoted, P-I-G-O-T-E-D. Uh, it's on Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. And um, yeah, it's comedians and experts debating stuff and having a chat. Uh, and we are about to do an extra episode now, me and Jordan, um, uh, which is a picketed extra episode behind a paywall for patrons and stuff, and there's loads of extra patron content. Just check out my fucking podcast. Check it out, guys, at Picketed. And uh, I am at Jordan Ducharme, as always, at Funny Jordan D on Instagram, G-O-I-L pod on Twitter. If you like what you hear, tell a friend, share the, share the word, I'm trying to grow this thing out a bit in 2022. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.